What's going on, family? It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and this is your Faction Quick Hits. On a Tuesday, it's election day here in Georgia and in four other states, so I hope that you guys are uh, doing your civic duty and getting out there and voting. If you've already early voted, thank you so much. If you voted in your state's primaries, thank you so much. Do not choose to be a wrestling fan that does not exercise their right and privilege to vote. All right, with that said, I hope you guys are doing well. So much going on in our world, and uh, with that said, I want to thank you for your continued support of all things connected to the faction. Of course, of course, of course, if you're following us on social media, thank you so much at The Faction Show. And if you're listening to this podcast, I am assuming that you are subscribed, uh, and if you are not, hit the subscribe button. Thank you again for your continued support. All right, so we have a lot to get into. We'll first dig into, of course, the latest pay-per-view, the first from NXT in this pandemic era as NXT brought us in your house. NXT TakeOver in your house this past Sunday. It saw Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez be defeated by Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Shotzi Blackheart. Finn Balor defeated Damian Priest. Keith Lee retained the NXT North American Championship by defeating Johnny Gargano. Karrion Cross handily defeated Tommaso Ciampa. Adam Cole retained the NXT Championship over the Velveteen Dream in a backlot brawl. And in the main event, Io Shirai defeats Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley to become the new NXT Women's Champion. I will say again, NXT has a way of always finding success with these takeovers. But I will say this, that it was also very unusual seeing it uh, not just without the audience, but with the NXT developmental talent as the audience. I will say this, they make great wrestlers, but not the best audience, particularly with a rabid audience and following like NXT tends to have. So uh, I was a little disappointed with that. Uh, the backlot brawl was pretty cool. Another cinematic opportunity. And what I will say about WWE and these cinematic movies is no two of them are the same. So they all have a different personality. This one was the first one to really have commentary connected to it. So it was filmed in a cinematic era or way, but it certainly felt like a match. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to Io Shirai. I'm super excited that she is the women's champion. I was starting to feel like we were getting overexposure on Charlotte. Right. So Charlotte is being deemed by many as the greatest female performer of our time or any time. And I hope we're not basing that on championship reigns because she's not had a lengthy reign. Um, and so much like her father, quantity of reigns does not necessarily equate to quality of reigns. And so I want to see Charlotte Flair ultimately have a lengthy run as a champion though she's not necessarily in a space where she needs it so interesting commentary on charlotte and the like i won't get too much into monday night raw from last night other than to say i actually liked what i saw it felt different there's a new bit of energy on it and uh, hopefully that's leading into some cool things with backlash on the way um i will say this much about it I've not been a fan of what they've been doing with the tag team championship. The Street Profits, the Viking Raiders, eh, 
I'd rather see them fight than all these other silly competitions. But that's just me. I, I, yeah, yeah. So with that said, there's a lot going on in the country. And uh, we took some time yesterday to bring you a very important show. If you have not had a chance to check it out on Facebook, please do. We're calling it The Conversation. Yours truly, I'm a good brother, Courtney Beard, came together uh, to talk about how we're feeling with all that's going on in the world, its impact on wrestling. Are people responding appropriately? We do have the audio available for you now, so you can check that out if you've not checked out the video. If you want to check out the video of it, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Faction Show. A couple of things I should mention connected to that is finally, and I do say finally, Ring of Honor released a statement last Friday about uh, them condemning systemic racism Although I have to say uh, they took too long and I say they took too long because it's been uh, it was almost a week after the first statements we've heard from anybody. Uh, But what becomes even scarier there is considering the amount of African-American talent that work in Ring of Honor, even though they're not doing shows. In fact, that probably should have been all the more reason that they should have had a uh, larger statement. And so I want to get your thoughts on something. We delved into it a little bit yesterday, but I really want to talk about it today and get your thoughts on it. And that is this. Should we, uh, as supporters of pro wrestling and the like, make decisions to, to support or to not support those who support our causes? Um, how should we handle that? How should we handle that? We talked yesterday about Jackson Riker and uh, his commentary on social media. And the flip side to it is to see a Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens or Brian Pillman Jr., you know, or several others who have spoken out against racism and for Black Lives Matter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How should we react and respond to these things is my question. And here's one of the reasons why I've asked the question, and that is because we've talked about the connections that WWE has to Donald Trump. And if you are a Trump supporter, then I don't anticipate this being an issue for you. But if you are one who does not support Donald Trump and his practices, do you feel comfortable continuing to support the WWE, understanding that Donald Trump is a part of the WWE Hall of Fame, was inducted there in 2013, has never uh, had his induction rescinded? Uh, on top of that, Linda McMahon, once a part of Donald Trump's presidential cabinet, she left the cabinet to start a super PAC. Uh, we know about that $18 million donation that happened as a super PAC in Florida, which coincidentally happened around the same time that WWE was deemed essential personnel. <sighs> My question is, do we continue to support WWE It's complicated for me, but I want to get your thoughts on it, and let's have a dialogue. With that said, uh, also I want to invite you to check out the latest episode of the New Days podcast as they, in a very emotional and powerful way, talk about racial injustice, what happened to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, By all means, check that out. 
and uh, I want to get your thoughts. So with that said, uh, we're going to wrap things up. It's a little shorter today, but we still got stuff for you to consume. If you missed yesterday's conversation, go ahead and either watch it or check it out either at facebook.com slash the faction show or right here where you're consuming this podcast. And uh, yeah, we want to hear from you. So reach out to us at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we'll continue to keep bringing you great pro wrestling related news on our social media feed. All right. Until next time, it's your man GB Gerard Bonner representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Salute, my